Do not lament that your children are growing up in this imperfect world. Rather, train them to be men and women who walk in the footsteps of God and realize that God has brought them up to grow up and to live like saints in such as times as these. Welcome to the Dude Catholic Podcast. I'm your co-host Adrian here with a man who ties his shoelaces with his feet. Hello, I'm Ramon. Yeah, you are. Today, we begin a brand new series, the first of 2020, part two. This series is titled, Of Man and Beast, with an episode titled, Beast. That's right. Our scripture today comes from the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 28. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it, and rule over the fish of the sea, and over the birds of the sky, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Mm. Delicious. Delicious indeed. So let's get this podcast on the road. I feel like a like a dog that's just being let out of his cage right now. I don't know why. I I've, I wasn't feeling like that, but now I am. And you know what? I'm glad. I am. You know, I've been feeling like that too, dude. Um, especially with the uh, man. I forgot the scripture. The I think it was the the last episode we did. It was by Paul the Apostle. You know, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, mm. act like men, be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. That's what's been just burning in my heart and in my belly. Deliciously, though, right? Yes. Like, it's just such a... Mm. And I know, like, a lot of people are, especially those of us who are conservative, are, like, very down on, like, stuff, you know, Americans dealing with American things. But you know what? Like, I don't, I don't, feel, I don't feel negative at all. Nope. Um, this year, I'm going to get some, just like every year so far you know yep like especially in the last few years i you know doing the podcast and whatnot like i've been feeling like it's just just let me at it let me at it and with god on our side and like bring it bring it you nasty world let's do this and and kind of like that little thought you know which came as a inspired by by something you saw on on instagram and Man, let's just let's just get to this because the scripture was was saying some very important stuff, you know. And this series is about some very important beastly stuff about life. And the beastly stuff about life is that we've lost touch of what what you just read, you know, that scripture of of us having dominion over the world, over the over the earth. You know, we need to subdue the earth. And what's happened is that. We're missing the mark. We're not filling the earth. We're afraid of life. You know, we're afraid of life so much that there is a big industry that's dedicated to make sure 
that we don't fill the earth. You know, you, if you ever travel via airplane, look down and you'll see a lot of green, a lot of land that is not being filled, a lot of land that is not being subdued. In fact, um, you know, we're, we're going the opposite way. We're going the other way. We want to we wanna reduce. We want to reduce the sizes of our family. You know, when a family of, of five is a big family, that's kind of pathetic. <laughs> it really is. And the fact that we, we say, oh, no, it's not responsible. Like, what can you provide for your children? A family, the most important thing. As a teacher, I see so many kids that are single children. And they're like, I've asked for, for, for a brother or a sister, you know, my whole life. Never gotten it. It sucks. Imaginary friends are real. <laughs> you know, and, that's, and that's, what we, that's what we end up doing. We end up making stuff up in our minds, and we make God someone who he's not. Um, we've lost touch with the proper relationship that we're supposed to have with nature. You know, to be the master of nature is not a bad thing. And the church, um, well, not the church, but the people that teach in the church, and I know because I was one of them and I was trained to do this, Talk about being stewards of God's creation. Like, oh no, we're just watching God's stuff. That's true. But what did God tell us? How did God tell us to watch his stuff? He told us to fill the earth and subdue it. I recently got a couple of dogs and it's been it's been great. And and most of the stuff that I'm gonna say about those dogs comes in the next episode, but but we need to be master. You know, there is a need for us to be master. Nature needs us to be master. Good master, but master nonetheless. Because God put us here for that reason. And it's not this, this title of greatness that I'm attributing to mankind. It's a responsibility that we have. Why? Because we look at little animals and we're like, oh, how cute. I want to just snuggle and cuddle and give them the table food, but that stuff gives them cancer. And to treat nature in such a way damages nature and it damages us and our proper relationship with it. I follow this account on Instagram. Now, man, I feel like I always talk about Instagram. Because <laughs> you follow the good stuff. <laughs> like, hey, I was looking at these underwear models on Instagram. I'm like, no. <laughs> you bring up like the best stuff, dude. Yeah, it, and, and it talks about nature, and um, nature nature is pretty uh, pretty savage. You know, it's beautiful, mm-hmm. but it's also pretty savage. And and I, I'm, you know, who's to say that that's not beautiful? It just it it is. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because th- this account shows pretty savage stuff of how animals eat each other. Sometimes they eat each other alive as they're still alive. And it's crazy. Um, I saw this post where um, I don't know if it was a, a lion or a cheetah, but it was some sort of cat. And um, there was a cub that got killed. And then one of the animals from that pack or that pride, they grabbed the the, the dead cub, they took it to the mom, and then they they started eating it so that protein wouldn't go to waste. And it made me think how. You know, we're also mammals as men, but we're, we're cut from a different cloth. We, we are children of God. And animals, they're, yeah, they're also mammals, but 
They're not children of God, they're creatures of God. We live by a different set of rules. And that's why God gave us a, a specific mission where we uphold life, uh, the dignity of life, in a different way. And I like the way that you explained it to me earlier too, which uh, yeah, you, you don't got, mind. You caught me off guard like with that question because yeah. you know, it's such a, it's not really a basic question. Like to begin with, it's never a basic question to ask. So why are we not cannibals? That's right. No, because if you if you spend some time looking at nature, you find that all the time. But I think the way you said it was perfect. We are cut from a different cloth. And as you were mentioning, you know what God said in in the scripture: "Let us make man in our image." The Triune God is saying that. Let us make God in our image. In the image and likeness of the eternal God we are created. So we are to act as if our actions have eternal consequences because they do. That's right. You know, we don't eat each other when we're hungry. We don't eat each other because we admire the qualities that the other has, like cannibals typically do. You know, as uh, I've heard from cultural and physical, anthrop well, cultural anthropologists uh, saying is that cannibals will eat only someone they admire because they want to consume their traits and become like them. You know, so there's stuff that's cannibalistic about our, our behavior where we basically tear others down. We basically eat them up alive because we envy them. You know, like people talking smack about other people. Sometimes as guys, we do it because it's fun. But other times it's because we envy someone else's goodness. But just to, to get back to answering that question is we are made in God's image and likeness. And, and I don't know why I've been thinking about the movie Ratatouille a lot. That, that Disney movie with that atheist as the protagonist. Um, mm -hmm. And he says something that's very Genesis-like at the beginning of the movie. He says that people are different. They don't just eat, they create. Yeah. And that's something that's unique to humans because we are made in the image and likeness of God. You know, when it comes to food, speaking of cannibalism, right? We're not just putting fuel in the tank. We are being nourished we are comforted by food we are and i'm not saying animals are not comforted by food what i'm saying is that we don't just like food like we'd love it and we have reasons for it it triggers back memories and it triggers emotions in us and it's more than just sustenance so when we're eating someone if we are cannibals we're eating someone with those emotions we're eating someone with that With, with beyond any emotions, you know, we're eating someone who is, who has an eternal soul. And that's a big no-no. You know, this is not the end-all and be-all of all explanations of why we're not cannibals. But we're not cannibals because we're different. We're not cannibals because we have creativity. We have, a, we have a respect for the body that we will be united with. Theologically speaking, that's, that's enough of a reason for us not to eat each other. You know, that our bodies will be reunited with us when we die. Eventually. Yeah, it's crazy how, um, how some people labeled Jesus as a provocateur, especially when, um, when, when he was talking about Was it in the Last Supper where he said, "This is a, uh, this is my body, which oh, the, which the I've been given up to you." The what you're thinking about is actually before that. It's in John five, yeah, and that teaching, and man, I wish I could remember exactly where, like the the situation, and you probably know, but 
So John chapter 5 is when God basically says to to people, a bunch of people that were following right. him, he, he gave them the bread of life discourse. He says, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, mm-hmm. you have no life within you. Yeah. And then he even says, like, are you going to leave me too? And Peter says, where shall we go? You yeah. have the words of eternal life. Yeah, unless you, you eat this flesh and drink the blood, you will not have eternal life. And God doesn't necessarily speak in in, uh, in symbolism, but he wasn't really talking about, you're, I'm going to tear body parts off and you're going to eat me like a cannibal. Because God is the bread of life. That's That's exactly what he meant. And it's crazy how people were accusing him of, of cannibalism and all kinds of nonsense. It is a hard saying. John yeah. 666. <laughs> right? C-C-C. John 666. That's when people stop following Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that, it's crazy, man. I forgot where I was going with all this. But <laughs> I don't know. Like, sometimes I feel like, well, you know, just let the silence no, speak. Yeah, yeah you know? but it... it, it that's what we forget man i'm not gonna repeat myself it's that the tree of life that 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 gave us eternal life that massive sacrifice that was uh that was offered for us and to us and all the beautiful gifts that came from that that's why god gave us dominion over the earth not so that we can oppress but so that we can we can take ownership of it and make sure that god's plan is carried out and like I said, that ha- that has a lot of responsibility behind it. You know, when when people call the Jewish people the chosen people, that comes with a lot of responsibility. And that's one of the reasons why Jesus was so angry at them because they were being given everything. The children of Abraham, you're being given everything, and I'm here, and you're ignoring me. <laughs> I'm here, and you know the words of eternal life are here yet you're turning your back on it I'm not saying we're any better as a matter of fact it's even more sad because we know better it's kind of like when I get mad at uh, at other people of Mexican descent mm-hmm. when they leave the faith I'm like you have our lady of Guadalupe that miracle itself like, should be enough for you never to dare leave the faith and and I get so upset, you know, and, and rightly so, you know, we get upset because God said it a certain way so that we may have life. And we just turn our back away from it. And that's that's the main note that I had for uh, for this episode. And and it can cause us to get kind of upset and kind of down on ourselves and, and those of us who are parents to be like, you know what, like this is the world that the kids are gonna inherit. But that's why it's so important for us to remember, like, yeah, we were put in this situation because God knows we can handle it. He, he chose us. He handpicked us so that we would be born in this time to train the next generation that's going to be coming up in this world where so-and-so is elected, when so many things are happening, when so many powers are against humanity and the stuff that is good, you know, our faith, our morals, our country, like whatever. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Another uh, Instagram post. It's a little long, but it's worth the, the listen. 
Don't feel sorry or fear for your kids because the world they are going to grow up in is not what it used to be. God created them and called them for the exact moment in time that they're in. Their life wasn't a coincidence or an accident. Raise them up to know the power they walk in as children of God. Train them up in the authority of His Word. Teach them to walk in faith, knowing that God is in control. Empower them to know they can change the world. Don't teach them to be fearful and disheartened by the state of the world, but hopeful that they can do something about it. Every person in all of history has been placed in the time that they were in because God's sovereign plan. He knew Daniel could handle the lion's den. He knew David could handle Goliath. He knew Esther could handle Haman. He knew Peter could handle persecution. He knows that your child can handle whatever challenge they face in their life. He created them specifically for it. Don't be scared for your children, but be honored that God chose you to parent the generation that is facing the biggest challenges of our lifetime. Rise up to the challenge. Raise Daniels, Davids, Esthers, and Peters. God isn't scratching his head wondering what he's going to do with this mess of a world. He has an army he's raising up to drive back the darkness and make him known all over the earth. Don't let your fear steal the greatness God placed in them. I know it's hard to imagine them as anything besides our sweet little babies, and we just want to protect them from anything that could ever be hard on them. But they were born for such time as this. So pray for us. And we'll pray for you. Ferrum, ferro, aquitur.